Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. There are two things that are absolutely true. Grandma loves you, and she would never say no to McDonald's. So treat yourself to a Grandma McFlurry with your order today. It's what Grandma would want. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's for a limited time. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Juice. I'm your host, Solomon Giorgio, comedian, writer, and the president of the Hannah Montana Fan Club. Today's guest is a regular at the UCB Theater in Los Angeles as part of the very funny sketch and improv group, White Women. His writing credits include amazing shows like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Ghosted, and Brockmire. He can currently be seen guzzling wine in the NBC series, Grand Crew. And he also co-hosts the Gossip Girl Rewatch pod with Lamar Woods, XOXO Gossip Kings. Join me in giving a big, juicy welcome to Carl Tart. How you doing, Carl? I'm good. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm just happy to see you whenever. You're always, yes. a, you're always a joyful person to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, get, we get to the end when we see each other. Last time I saw you was at JFL at the Dynasty Typewriter. Yeah. Grand Crew wasn't out by then, was it? It wasn't out. Yeah. It was about to premiere. It, we finished the first season. People seem to like it. The ratings didn't reflect that, but it, apparently our the critics like it, and that's all that matters. Yes. You know what I mean? And as as a critic, I can say that I liked it, and that's oh, what thank matters you so to me. Much. It's a thank smart you. black comedy, and we we don't get very many of the black comedies these days. So yeah, yeah, I was happy to be a part of it. It was so much fun. You know, all the, all the homies are on it. Nicole and Echo yeah. and Phil runs it, and he's a good friend of mine from a long time ago. Wasn't oh, nepotism nice. though? I had to earn that. <laughs> I had to well, go on the casting couch. We're not related. Friendship, yeah. is not, friendship is not nepotism. That is networking, okay? Oh, that's true. <laughs> you did the work. Here's what's funny. So I, the the character that I play is yeah. loosely based off of me. Yes. And sure. Yes. But I still had to audition. So I'm in the audition room and in the testing room <laughs> with dudes who I've been auditioned against for years who always book work. And yes. I'm like, man, you're not finna play me. I'm gonna play me. <laughs> I, I I respect that. I lost a part of myself once. So yeah, I don't know yeah. that. <laughs> Whatever that opposite feeling you had, yeah. I did that. Yeah. <laughs> Solomon Giorgio type, and they don't choose you. It's the character was named after me too, so it was like yeah. it was like very weird <laughs> to go in a different direction. I feel like the network be doing that because they don't want to be told what to do. I respect that. Yeah. I respect <laughs> I respect them making bad decisions, and you know what? That show didn't last long, and that's yeah. just <laughs> see uh, see. That's the rule. If you give somebody, if somebody's written a part, you should give it to them because then yeah. the show might last. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Clearly, the per- part is written for them. So the character's a wine drinker. Are you a wine drinker? Yeah. Yeah. We do kick it. We, we, we The show is based off of our friend group yeah. finding, stumbling upon this wine bar in Hollywood that we kick it at. We're like regulars at now. I'm going there after we get done with this. <laughs> but, That's uh, nice. That's a good. What's, what's your wine? What's your go to wine? Uh, I'm a, I'm a like petite Syrah. Cabsoft, darker, mm-hmm. bolder, like more alcoholy wines. Because the first time we started going up in there, I was like, "Why? Why are we here and not at a place that serves whiskey and coke?" <laughs> like, and, and they were like, "Just 
fine, and but they really teach you about it at this spot. Yeah, and I'm sure you know what spot I'm talking. about. I don't want to say the name because none no, of my I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin your spot. I'm <laughs> yeah. not gonna ruin your spot in front of all these listening ears. <laughs> yes, but you, but you know the spot. You know the spot I'm talking yes. about. I think it's like you get chatty on the wine. You guys get gossip on. Oh, it's we get our bit. gossip. That's what happens on the shows. So we get our gossip guys... on for sure. For sure, if something is popping off, we definitely talking about it at the wine bar, eating charcuterie <laughs> and talking about it for sure. Have you ever gotten dr- trouble with the wine drinking, or is it just so? Is that the mellow part of your life? That's the mellow part. Like yeah. a wine, I don't get in trouble with wine drinking until the no. next morning. That that hangover it's is hellified. It's that's the thing. Is like I with me and red wine. As much as I enjoy it, I can feel the hangover. It's building yeah. with every sip that I take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had. It's like I didn't earn this hangover. I didn't get drunk enough. To have a hangover exactly. like Exactly. I think there's like a slight allergy that I might have to it. And I just have to accept that about myself. And just like, because me and white wine, we're good friends. Yeah. And it sucks. It's just like, oh, the whites and I are doing well in wine form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, why am I Hennessy hungover when I didn't have a Hennessy <laughs> night? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm to ordering wines at bars now too that do have other options. And and I taste their wine. I go, your wine sucks. I'm going <laughs> to snob about it now. I I have a friend who orders wine at every bar he goes to. And sometimes you're just like, this is not the establishment. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the place. Where they're like, if it's only one bottle of each, don't exactly. drink the wine. <laughs> and they all in the fridge. And yeah. he's like, oh, what do you have on the red side? And he's like, Two buck chunk. Red. Yeah, we got red. <laughs> red blend. <laughs> like, what are you, what are you asking? Yeah. No one orders that. Yeah. Except for you. <laughs> yeah. So you grew up in LA, right? I grew up here in LA, yeah. But you moved here... From Mississippi. Damn. Yeah. God, that is a cultural shift. It's a cultural shift, but I was young enough. I, di- I didn't like when I first got out here because I went from being able to like, you know run around the neighborhood and, yeah. and be out with my friends on our bikes all day and kicking it to my mom being like, stay in this damn house. You don't go nowhere. <laughs> yes. You don't leave this gate. And <laughs> so that was that was the cultural part. But once I got to like middle school or high school, I grew to love it out here. Like, how did you like being the new kid here? Was that? That was tough because I was, I had this accent and I was, it was much stronger than it is now. Yeah. And uh, they were, the kids used to make fun of me and stuff. And I didn't understand, you know, Blood and Crip culture and stuff yeah. like that. I didn't. I didn't get all that type of stuff, and that was going on even at that young age. Like I'm in third, fourth grade, yeah. and kids are like, "What up, cuz?" And I'm like, "We're in elementary. I'm going <laughs> home to watch Power Rangers after this. You gang banger, like." Yeah. No, and I, I grew up in the hood too, so like that was another part of it that was yeah. like a different type of culture shock. But once you learn the street smarts and start taking the bus, and you know, you it it, it grows on you. And like this is just awesome. Cause I went to like I was in I was in Fresno, California, in the mm. in in their ghetto, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, predominantly black school. And uh, the way I stuck out, showing up in off-brand sneakers <laughs> and high-water jeans, and thinking yeah. thinking I could make it through a whole day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that that was tough. Learning getting that. My mom, you know, coming from the south, it was definitely the, uh, the culture of like you get one pair of shoes for the school year, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. I grew up because she moved me. So we moved out here. We lived in the hood, but she was like, you can't go to school over here anymore. After that first experience of being around the little gangbanging kids, she was like, we're going to get you out of... What we didn't yeah. know was like, no matter what public school you go to in Los Angeles, you're going to encounter that. But I was going yeah. to school on the west side of LA in you know the Culver City-ish area. Those kids had more money. And so they would be coming to school with all, all the new Jordans on all the time and stuff. And I just had that one pair of Reeboks that I wore every day. So that's how I'm sure the same thing for you, how we developed being yes. money. 
to keep people yeah. off our asses. I became funny because the way I was dogged was funny. Yeah. Like those kids were hilarious. Yeah. The way they can write a whole song about you <laughs> just based off of getting one look at you. Yeah. Like I that affects that affects like till this day. I, I can't wear Nikes and Adidas together. Like they yeah. cannot be in, on my body at the same time. It's only oh, yeah, one no. brand. No brand will, Yeah. I'm not leaving my house. I can't. My ankles are ashy. You know, I'm not <laughs> stepping outside. I don't care if there's, I'm wearing layers of socks. There's, yeah. there's lotion on these ankles. Be careful. Somebody <laughs> might pull your sock down. Exactly. <laughs> it, just, it just takes one kid to fucking call you, point out your oh ashy ankles to hold a class. And then you're just like, for the rest of my life, I'm going to be the most greased up person I can possibly hey. be. You're <laughs> just out here sliding everywhere. <laughs> Matt, uh, middle school is awful, right? Yeah. Like, when I think back to middle school, I thought I was having a good time at the time as well. And then I got to high school and was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is a real good time. Yeah. Where like, did you go to middle school? I went to Palms Middle School. Palms Middle School. How was, mm-hmm. what was like, where were you in that situation, like hierarchy wise? Uh, I was I was chubby, but I was funny. Yep. So my but I also was an athlete. So I was with the popular guys, but was the unpopular of the popular guys. You know, ah. I was able to I was able to tag along with stuff because I was funny. Yeah. So you were on the low ranks of the popular kids. Yeah. Which is still popular as a non popular kid. I would have still been jealousy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, see, but that that put me at where I was cool with everybody. Yeah. So because I was accessible. Yes. But like so, it's like oh, I'm I can I can go to this part of I can go in the cafeteria where the kids are kicking it at because out here a lot of people. I, what I realize is that a lot of people don't hang out outside at nutrition and lunch, but in mm-hmm. L.A. you get to hang out outside. You go on the quad and you kick it. But the kids who hung out in the cafeteria, those were some of my friends too. Yeah. And so I would be able to like go in. There. I remember one time too, I was kicking it with them. And one of the popular kids came in the cafeteria. Also, by the way, if you were also popular, you didn't eat food from the cafeteria. What? You got to buy the Pizza Hut, the personal pan pizza, <sighs> the Subway sandwiches, the Taco Bell. Subway would bring like three sandwiches, a mm-hmm. turkey, a ham, and a Coca Trio. You get Damn. like a, a half of a six-inch, one of those. Or you could do a personal pan pizza brought by Pizza Hut. Or you could do a burrito from yeah. Taco Bell. They had they had bean and cheese and meat and cheese and you know basic really basic stuff. I'm, well, as a free lunch kid, I know what you're talking about. Yes, I just yeah. never had access to it. <laughs> and I was a free lunch kid. We had lunch tickets here, and I still Google those to uh, to keep me grounded. Sometimes the the, <laughs> the lunch tickets it was a, it came in a big like calendar yeah. book, and you just took them. Did y'all have those in Fresno? Yeah, we had um we had the cards. And okay, the card like but the thing is that if you had a free lunch, yeah. your card would be right in front of the the like the cafeteria lady. Yeah. And like, so you like, you pull up your card if you had a free lunch and you punched it. But all the not free lunch kids are just like zipping by. Yeah. Like throwing cash down. You're just like, <laughs> let me grab my, let me grab my food stamp card yeah, real quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, lunch tickets was definitely the food stamp. That was, and so I would, I would eat in the cafeteria and I would see homies in there and kick it. I remember one time I was in there and one of the popular kids who was a buddy of mine too, really great basketball player, the girls all loved him. And he walked into the cafeteria and was like, Carl, Carl, what you doing here, man? Come on, man. We outside. We out. And I was like sitting with my non-popular friends and they were like, just go, Carl. And I was like, nah, man, I'm kicking it. I'm up in here today, man. I'm up in here today. I felt so I didn't want to like leave them like in in that manner. You know yeah, what I mean? I, you are a different man than I am because I've been like, later clouds, yeah. hold, flip the whole table over. <laughs> yeah. And moon walked away from them to the yeah. popular kids. Yeah. Yeah. No, those, that, that was the middle school days. And by the time I got to high school, though, the popularity was a little bit more because yeah. I had, you know, 
slimmed down, got my brick shit house body, you know, <laughs> playing football and basketball. Football and basketball? Oh, I played football, basketball, and baseball in high school, yeah. Sir, you were just the Deion Sanders? Yeah, <laughs> I was trying. <laughs> I was trying to do everything. And I was in the Performing Arts Academy at the same time, too. So I was in jazz band and concert band and wind You renaissance like man-ass motherfucker, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> we had to do it all. Now there's, I'm assuming because as an athlete and especially that well-rounded, like there's a rumor mill happened. Were you ever like part of that at all in high school? Or? Yeah, yeah. We The rumor mill... <laughs> The rumor mill got to me one time in high school, and that was that was pretty awful because I first time I had ever experienced that. Oh shit! It, it happened to me twice, honestly. Now I'm thinking about it. I was seeing a woman who was a year older than me. She was class of 06. I was class of 07, and we were hanging out. And we older never. Woman. I, I want yeah, she's an older woman, and I <laughs> I wanted to like be with her, and she was not like she wasn't. She we wouldn't cross that threshold. Like, she wouldn't let me uh, be yeah. with her. And then one time, she, I, I get to school, and I go over there to talk to her, and she's icing me out, not talking to me. And her homegirls are around, and they're still being cool with me. I'm like, hey, what's up, y'all? And they're like, hey, Carl. But she's, like, not talking to me. And I'm like, hey. And she, like, looks away. And I'm like, what is happening? And then this is when MySpace first came out. So I, I went home yeah. after practice that day to a long MySpace message. And apparently... Somebody had told her that I had said me and her had sex when we hadn't. No, I did not say that. I told my I told a friend of mine that she had come over to my house over winter break because she did. But we kicked it outside the whole time. Like we just like, you know, high school kid, like kind of hugged up on the sidewalk because she can't come inside. Like my mom was gone, but my auntie was there because I got a little brother. And my mom didn't let me babysit him. Like, so she was like, my auntie's going to stay with us mm-hmm. while, you know. <laughs> I, mean, and, I get that. Uh, but I, I was a good babysitter. But <laughs> she was uh, she was going out of town. She was like, nah, you can't. You can't watch yeah, him while I'm out of town. those long trips. I yeah. get that. Well, she also wants to make sure you're doing fine, too. Because like, Yeah. Yeah, she wouldn't let me. Out. But I was like, man, I was like, I'm 16. My brother's six. Yeah. I know how to cook. I can feed him. I can, like, I, I walk him to school every morning anyway when she's there. So, like. But anyway, I had told her, I had told a friend of mine, TJ. That's who, that's who added me out. <laughs> TJ. <can> never forget. <laughs> yeah. And he, he, TJ's a model now. You see him, if you ever like are walking by a Tilly's and you see the really attractive black dude on a Tilly sign, that's my buddy TJ. Okay. He was on the basketball team with me and he was dating one of her friends. And he, he was like, I had told him, I was like, yeah, man, she came over my house over winter break. Like it was dope. I never said anything about sex. Never. I would never lie on yeah. somebody like that. And she, and apparently it got back to her and it was, she took it as, and that was like towards the end of the year and she ended up graduating and we never like repatched before she graduated. Wow. Until later. That is, damn. All, just, all based on, on mishearings. And yeah. Mishearings and, and him wanting to be like, oh, Carl out here, you know, being cool. And I'm like, nah, man, I I didn't say that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like tell you that. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be out here bragging about that type of thing. And like, it ain't true. It's, it's weird how salacious sex was. Yeah. In any shape or form in high school. At that age, for sure. Like, especially because she was like religious and stuff. So, oh, so yeah. that would have like really been like a big deal. And I was like, I would never say that. I respect you. I know how you feel about this. I know like, yeah, <laughs> it was, that was a well, rough one. We cool now though. Sometimes gossip, gossip hurts people, but 
it changed lives sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or oh, the other time yeah. was the next year. I had a girlfriend, and it was it's kind of my first girlfriend, but it was very short time. Uh-huh. She was got caught behind the building with her ex, not doing anything. They were just kind of like talking, like kind of hugged up, kinda. Uh huh. And everybody started passing this around the next day. So I was the the Damn. yeah. I got hit with the. Oh man, Carl's girl's cheating on him. And I couldn't. <laughs> no one's having sex in these situations. No one's having sex. But Nobody's having sex. And Damn. but I got caught with the with the Carl's girls cheating on him. And it was so embarrassing to me because I was, you know, the man. I was yeah. like, and so like, you can't be doing this to me with that dude. Like that dude didn't make the team. <laughs> he got he got cut in tryouts. <laughs> Look. But see, they were just talking. They were just hanging out. They, but just, yeah. they, they might have nipped the butt on a situation. Yeah. And she she's just hanging been... out with him, hugging up. Yeah. It was a hug up. It was like a weird situation. I'm like, what happened? Between That's emotional like, cheating is what that is. Yeah. Yeah. It was It was emotional So you cheating. were cheated on in a different way. <laughs> in a different way. Also, I shouldn't have been able to see it. She was, we had just come back. The basketball team had just come back from yeah. a run. And we were we used to run in the neighborhood where my, I went to Hamilton High School, yeah. which is in West LA. And behind it is this area called like Mar Vista, and they got like a lot of hills and stuff like that. And we used to run for conditioning through the hills. So we had already done our lap and then came back to the school, and we saw them. And somebody was like, "Hey, Carl, ain't that your girl over there?" I was like, "Huh?" And I had Dang. to like try to joke my way out of it because it was embarrassing. You don't want you know. You, you had to just leave the school. Yeah, you with your That's boys. all you had to do. Walk <laughs> somewhere else. Yeah, go somewhere else. Go across the street to the Chevron. That's where everybody else was. If you're going to cheat on me, just don't do it in my house. Don't yeah. do it near the space that I go to regularly. Just like, do it. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's, now you're being lazy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's the part that, like, I just... Uh, be creative. Find a second location. <laughs> so many places. The school is very big. It housed 5,000 children. You could have found yeah, so many places. You didn't have to be by the basketball gym when you know we got practice. <laughs> Maybe she wanted you to see. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what I was like, I was like, you wanted me to see that. I think but, what she wanted was you to see and then have a big reaction. Yeah. I had to remain cool. I had to make yeah. a joke. I had to, you know, I had to do something silly and move on from it. And then at that night, we got on AIM, AOL Instant Messenger, for you young <laughs> kids out there. That's how we used to communicate at night. Before, when texting still cost 15 cents a, a text. And we got into a big old... A big knockdown, drag out. Damn. Yeah. So that's not, that's not even a rumor. You actually saw that. Yeah, I saw that. That wasn't a rumor. Yeah. <laughs> that's just you telling me some gossip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm finding it out right now. Yeah. Uh, but you like, cause you have your podcast now that's about gossip, girl, right? Yes. Me and my boy Lamar Woods, we are, I'm watching it for the first time, but he's already watched it. But yeah. we, we're going through each episode of the original gossip, the OG. Yeah. We just started season two. And so. We getting it in with with the debacle that is, you know, Dan and Serena trying to figure out if they're going to stay together. Chuck is in love with Blair right now. Can't get enough of her. I'm older than you. So I'm like a 902, like the original 90210. Like yeah. I watch Melrose Place from beginning to end. Yeah. Like that's the kind of person. That, <laughs> and I'm just aging myself uh, as we speak with every step of the way. But uh, I feel like, I, like whenever I watch Gossip Girl, I'm like, I've seen this before. But this is a little, a little more refined version of it. Yeah. The, so Gossip Girl came out like the semester I graduated high school. So we were OC. We were OC yeah. heads. That was that was when what well, we came back to school the next day to talk about. I miss Gossip Girl. 
but Lamar watched it over the pandemic, and I was like, oh, I want to watch it. People would love to hear us talk about this, yeah. right? Hands down. I will want to watch along. I'm we will have you now. on. We will have you on. <laughs> you will be on in the next couple of weeks. Well, you got to yeah. let me catch up first. Because I, I mean, can just you... watch us an episode by standalone and not know what's going on before that. Okay. Uh, Bridger, Br- we just had Bridger Weinegar come on. He did. Yeah. He just watched one episode. He had never seen it. But if you want to, if you want to catch up, we'll we'll make sure we set a date yeah. far enough in advance that way you can give me two days. Catch up. I will, I will okay, I, all right, great. I can binge real quick. Great, great. <laughs> you know, as a matter of fact, I can go right now. I'll just. Yeah. I'm actually. I just turn it on to the back. Like I flip the computer and it's just me watching. You watch it, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, so what are we talking about here? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh. So family wise, what is the gossip situation going on there? Is it always uh? Well kept secret kind of family or we got We were a secretive family for sure. My grandma started spilling a lot of tea when she got Alzheimer's. Yeah. And <laughs> didn't realize who she was talking to. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm gonna tell you the business now. I yeah, think she don't know who she's talking to. She don't realize that I'm, you know, her great grandchild. And she's just like telling me everything. Telling me Damn. about, you know, family members who were like my grandpa was closeted. Like oh shit, which had to you know had to be as a black dude in the 1950s yeah. and stuff like that, 40s and 50s, telling me about him. That was that was something that I learned much later in life. I remember telling my mom this stuff too, because so this is my great grandma. Yeah. Uh, so she kind of raised both my my mom's mom passed away uh, when my mom was pretty young. So yeah. my great grandma kind of raised both of us because my mom had me at a really young age. So it's just like she 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 has inherited a teenager, yeah. and then the teenager goes, oh by the way, I'm pregnant, and so she kind of held us down both until she got yeah. sick. And uh, I remember when my grandma was getting sick and she was telling me the story and she would repeat it. And it was so like graphic to hear from your grandmother. Yeah. And I don't think she knew that she was saying it because she was going through Alzheimer's. So I'm like in the house and she would she would talk about, yeah. Uh, and my dad, you know, my dad, he was known around town. Uh, like he was married to my my stepmom, but all the men knew that, you know, he used to have these men come over and he would pick up. So he would apparently like pick up like uh, hitchhikers and stuff back in the day. And then one of them, they found out because one of them like beat him up real bad. Oh. And yeah. And so this is, this is like sad. (laughs) But like, my grandpa. That's sort of the history. Yeah. yeah, It's. But by the time I came along, these stories were not talked about because he was, I didn't, I never met him. He passed away before I was born. And because this is my, I guess, great, great grandfather, but he passed away like two years before I was born. Wow. And, uh, yeah, my grandma started spilling the tea on his personal life. <laughs> but like being a black dude in 1950s Mississippi is like, yeah. Yeah, being a gay black dude in 1950s yeah, Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. That is, yeah, you have to live a secretive life. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the world has changed a lot since then. And yeah. may his gay spirit live on. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably all the still going stuff. through that now, even in 2022, <laughs> if you're in Mississippi. Oh, yeah. But. but there was a lot of gossip that was like later released uh, in in my family through, yeah. well, mostly through copious amounts of alcohol from my father, and that's kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, when you when you get older and you start learning about different things, you start mm-hmm. noticing. Wait a minute, how is this person my uncle? <laughs> like, how do we I, get related? How do we know this guy? Like, you know, stuff like that. You be like, oh, that was you know, oh, that's your grandma's second husband who stayed around and she had a, <laughs> a, a baby with this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like. I love it's a like, family secret. I think those are the best. That's the best moment in time you can experience. It's like somebody being like, "Well, here's a piece of information that you didn't know about your own lineage." And you're like, "Yeah, what? yeah, <laughs> yeah." I remember I found out like this is my dad's side of the family. Yeah, my grandfather, who I knew 
as my grandpa, my pawpaw. I learned when I was like 14, wasn't my real granddad, which I could have put two and two together because we had the same name. Yeah. But, and he was white. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's a white man. And uh, <laughs> no, but like, you know, I just, I only knew him, but like, yeah. that's when I learned, like my dad never like yeah. met his actual dad. Really? And uh, yeah, he was raised by this man who, you know, was great to me. I miss him dearly. I think that also happens to people. Like I, like I did, like, I didn't know that the first three eldest were half siblings. Yeah. Until I was probably like, 10 or 12. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, you're like, no, like it's totally dawned on me. Like I'm my dad's oldest son. And he's treated me that way when there were clearly two other boys before me. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, why are you dogging all these other older boys? Like I'm the eldest boy. I was like, oh, <laughs> did he raise them? Like he barely raised the, oh, the okay. half one, but like you can, like you can, like I noticed the difference in treatment Basically, yeah. especially me being the oldest boy, I was like a little fucking golden child, dress him up in little military outfits, parade yeah. him around, <laughs> get a hit. Yeah. So that guy, like you notice like there's a big gap in treatment difference between me <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, siblings. You know, I was talking to my mom about this when I was uh, when 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 I was preparing to come on here and I was like, man, what can I say that's not. First of all, I don't think any of my Mississippi family knows what a podcast yeah. even is. So, <laughs> yeah. And I'm not using nobody's name. And she was like, well, this, you know, this and that and this. And you can talk about that. I was like, nobody's going to get mad, right? Like, I love my grandma dearly, but I still was like nervous about yeah. saying anything about her. You know, <laughs> like. Look, I'm glad you shared. Was that all she was allowing you to share? Oh, no, no, no. When I got older and learned, like, so my grandma had like five kids. This is my great grandma. She had five yeah. children. And when I learned that they all had different dads. Go for her. In a short, go for her. Go for her. You know, it's crazy learning when your grandma's for the streets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like like they all had different, but all all in like a short amount of time. And like my go actual, for her, even <laughs> <laughs> my grandpa, who so my my grandmother's father. Yeah, it's 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 hard to keep up with. But whenever I refer to my grandma, the person who raised me, that's my great grandma. I'm talking yeah. about. But my grandmother, her daughter, who I'd never met, she passed away before I was born. Her father, I remember one time being out with my cousin and this guy comes up to us and now my, my grandmother, just for a little context, my grandmother had five children. Yeah. Two of them were lost in a car accident when they were young kids. And then 20 years later, my grandmother was lost in another car accident. Damn. So I grew up only knowing two of her children out of yeah. the five. And those were the two oldest. Uh, and she, you know, we we knew that the car accident had happened. We knew that in the car accident were her two, were two of her younger kids, her husband and her mother-in-law. Mm -hmm. So this is 1963. And the only person that walked away from the car accident was my aunt, my oldest aunt, her oldest daughter. Damn. But everybody else passed away and my grandma was in a coma. And when she woke up from the coma, that was when John F. Kennedy was killed. And he was doing a lot of great stuff for black people in America yeah. at that time. So they like tried to keep that news away from her because she had just lost virtually her whole family, yeah. including young, young children. And now John F. Kennedy's dead. He's yeah. assassinated. But her husband who died in that, I always, you know, would see pictures of him and, and you know, stuff like that and go, oh, I guess that was my grandpa. Cool. Like wow. he passed away in the car accident. I knew that I didn't know. I didn't really think about it because he wasn't around. I just knew my grandma, you know, she never got remarried. She would have like a boyfriend every now and then. Yeah. You know how old people be having boyfriend and girlfriends where they, we all go to Cracker Barrel and yeah. like, <laughs> guys hang out for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Like this old man drives up in his Cadillac and brings him some ice cream or something like that. 
Uh, one time, this old dude came over to see my grandma and said he was bringing me some ice cream, and then he ate it on the way. And he was like, oh, it melted. I'm like, man, that <laughs> ice cream ain't melt. But anyway, one day I'm in Walmart with my cousin, and this old man, like with green hair, like old man with green hair, walks up to me and my cousin and goes, hey, hey that's my grandbaby right there. And I'm like, man, if you don't get, get out of my face, I don't know that. <laughs> like, <laughs> And he's got this white yeah. wife. They both look <laughs> raggedy as hell, and you know, like probably some probably some drugs going on in, with within yeah. that that. And uh, they look raggedy as hell. And I'm like, man, who is this dude, man? And my cousin goes, "That's your granddaddy." <laughs> and I go, "Man, that ain't no damn granddaddy of mine." <laughs> like, that ain't no. She's like, "Nah, that's your granddaddy right there." <laughs> and uh, I'm like, "How is that my granddaddy?" So I called my mom, and my mom had already. She was already out here in L.A. I'm, I'm still in Mississippi at the time. And I called my mom. And I go, Ma, man, I just met this dude at, at Walmart talking about he's my granddaddy. And she goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's your granddaddy. Like, and I'm like, Grandma was messing. Because my grandma was like such a refined woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, her hair was always done. She always had the nicest outfits on. Like, she was, and she was like that up until the yeah. point she got sick. So this dude was so rough around the edges that it just didn't fit yeah. my grandma's aesthetic. And so that was when I learned that that was my my grandmother's real yeah. father. Like, <laughs> Also keep in mind, 19, the 19th, like back then, it was a different time. We don't, yeah. like, he, he could have been a much more refined individual. He could have been. Apparently. Had his hair conked. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. this is 1950s. Yeah, 1954, 55. Yeah. So uh, here's some more tea for you. Apparently, and my mom just told me this today. Apparently, he was married. So, <laughs> yeah, Carl. So, it was going down in in, in Pasigula, Mississippi, in the 1950s. Well, I did not know it was gonna be this salacious in Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dad, it's hate family history. Yeah. <laughs> that is good. that is some good good tales. Okay, Carl, it is time to read some of the juicy submissions we get from our listeners. It is it's mailbag time. Yes. Um, so I just got a couple submissions here and I'm going to read them out to you. We're just going to react to them. Okay. My kid went on her eighth grade trip to Washington, D.C. One night in the stairwell, someone took a massive shit. <laughs> 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 there was no one else on the floor other than students and teachers. Only the shitter knows who they are. That was nearly a decade ago and we still have no idea who it is. If I'd have known I could bring shit gossip, I wouldn't have put all my grandmama's <laughs> business out there. <laughs> Look, I just, I like, I, like, I, I feel like there's a lot of mystery shitters in the world. I don't think I could take a shit on a stairwell. If I'm not fighting for my life, I'm gonna make it to a toilet. Yeah, like I'll, I'll go outside. Yeah, before a stairwell. Yeah, yeah, go outside and behind a tree or something like that. Yeah, dig a little hole, make something like something reasonably close. Yeah, to a toilet that I can get in that situation. Because just a stairwell, you're going to fucking... That's that's concrete. It's going to go right... Anything that can cause shit splashback. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, they didn't watch the D.C. Go on the White House lawn. So many places. Like, <laughs> pick the most racist president's monument. And, yes. And, and, and go take there. a shit on that. That's perfect. <laughs> See, that's, that's, perfect. that's more don't, respectful. Don't go. Don't do it on in, in a, indoors at a hotel. Somebody's got to clean that up. Think about the person who's got to clean that up. They don't. Yeah. That's the issue. Is that most most uh, public uh, mystery shutters are really in it for the danger and 
Yeah. I think they enjoy somebody having to clean up their shit. That's crazy, man. People are awful. I, I want to see if it's a teacher. So I want to blame a student, but you know what? Sometimes. As a teacher. I'm sick like, of this like, job. Like, <laughs> on a field trip to Washington, D.C. with a bunch of kids, I'm shitting on a stairwell. That, that's a situation <laughs> I can see myself in where I'm babysitting yeah. somebody else's kids when I'm an educator. <laughs> the principal just told you, by the way, we're having to cut your salary by $3 an hour. <laughs> it's like, and you'll have to buy your school supplies again yeah. next year. I'm like, I'm yeah. shitting on the stairwell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This stairwell's <laughs> getting some disrespective shit. Disrespective-ass kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll move on to the second piece of gossip, which is, um, I worked for a company in NYC where they did a total renovation of the offices. They moved our whole company to another building for six months while they redid our floor. The senior manager in charge of the overhaul was a real penny pincher and generally just a dick about everything. When the renovations were done, we came back to find hardly anything had changed. Turns out the senior manager was embezzling the whole time. Wow. <laughs> he was ordering big screen TVs, rugs, and furniture for the new office, but having it sent directly to his house. When they went to fire him, it came out that he also had cell phones for his wife, kids, and mother-in-law all on the company account. I understand this person is upset with their senior manager, but I'm not to say that I'm on the side of your senior manager. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rob that company for everything they got. Every single thing. Anytime I hear stories about people getting over on major companies, I'm like, why is why yeah. is anybody mad about this? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I get why they're upset because they want to come back to a renovated office, but you should have become friends with this person exactly. and got yourself a big screen TV. Here's what I'm saying is that once you see there's a scam happening afoot, Join sides with the scammer. Thank you. Let them do the dirty work. And all you have to do is be like, I'm going to say nothing so you can keep doing the dirty work and I can get some nice things out of it. Everybody can be in on the heist. Everybody <laughs> can be in on the heist. It ain't, it ain't, I, the heist is not reserved. Exactly. I'm like I feel like you missed out on an opportunity. I'm glad you shared this, but I want you to understand it. When you see situations like this, try to uh, make the best of the situation and I want to let you guys know that my podcast will always be pro-thief, especially when it comes... <laughs> To corporate America. <laughs> yeah, it's corporate America for sure. Now, if it's a small mom and pop hardware no. store and somebody's taking money from them. Oh, this reminds me. This reminds me of when I used to be, I used to work in Rite Aid. Yeah. And see, the gossip is coming up. Every time, I'm, <laughs> the gossip is coming up now. I was so nervous about that. I said, I guess I'll talk about my grandma. My grandma's looking down on me like, I can't believe you put my business on the street like that. Yeah, and, put my business on blast on this good day. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I used to work at Rite Aid. Yeah. And this lady who I used to work with, this old Indian lady, we weren't friends. I was we were, I was like 18 and she was in her 50s or 60s or something like that. And it was just high and by, you know, we worked together, mm -hmm. see each other in the, in the room. And I remember she used to be clipping coupons all the time. She always has a coupon and she would be clipping. And she would go and hand the coupons to people at the register to ring herself up when she would like get items from the store. So she would use her employee discount plus the coupons. Well, one day she wasn't at work no more. Turns out she had got fired because she was multi-swiping coupons and literally getting stuff that was like 60 bucks for like 19 cents. Ooh. Ooh. Also, another time where I worked with somebody stealing. I used to work at Hollywood Video. Nice. One of the guys who was working there would uh, take receipts out of the trash can and refund because we had a policy where if somebody didn't like a movie, they could get a refund. And they don't they don't publicize that, but that was the thing. Like if you brought it back within a certain amount of time, like I don't like this, you could get a refund. He was taking receipts out of the trash can and refunding the people's money and pocketing the cash. Ah, damn. 
<laughs> and they caught his ass on camera. So, so that's, uh, that's what that reminds me of. I respect that. I So I have stories like that. Uh, but they uh, actually involved me doing the stealing of money from the company. <laughs> so I'm not going to specifically say the stores that I worked at based on the statute of limitations not being met. <laughs> but there may or may not have been a certain specific uh, office supply store that allowed me to do the bookkeeping for a specific amount of time in the past. <laughs> where <laughs> all, like I was doing the bookkeeping and all, every clerk was over every time, over by like at least $100, yeah, And they did never like, and you know how you usually do bookkeeping that usually the money usually comes back around. Yeah. And it didn't. And I don't know how, but I was yeah. like, I was presented with a perfect opportunity to take it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, do you want to be this dumb bitch that constantly <laughs> has over that never evens out and not take the money? And I was like, no, not on this is good day. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not today. So not I, today. yeah, it was it was a good six months of swindling and never getting caught. See? And I and I live and breathe to this day. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Bleep it out. Bleep it out. I didn't. I didn't even say the company. I didn't, didn't even tell. Say, yeah. Didn't say the we company. Didn't say the amount. Didn't say the year. We don't even know where I was. Yeah. I'm not even. You don't even know if my name's Solomon. You exactly. can't prove it in the court of law. I don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the mailbag. If you want to hear your story on the show, please visit teamcoco.com slash heyjuice. When we come back, we're going to the phones to hear some juicy small town political gossip. We'll be back with the juice line. Feel the pulse of the city. Feel the beat of the drum. Feel the bass blow your hair. In Las Vegas, live music delivers much more than sound. It's where music comes alive. With artists like Megan Thee Stallion, Maroon 5, Carrie Underwood, Shania Twain, Babyface, Lionel Richie, and many more. Every show is a playground for your senses. See the full summer lineup at visitlasvegas.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. There are two things that are absolutely true. Grandma loves you, and she would never say no to McDonald's. So treat yourself to a Grandma McFlurry with your order today. It's what Grandma would want. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's for a limited time. Now, welcome back to The Juice. I'm here with a hilarious call, Tart. All right, Carl. Now's the time in our show when we get to the phone, and we call The Juice Line. And I'm hearing from our board operator that today's caller is Liz. Let's patch her in. Please hold. Thank you. Hi, Hi, welcome, Liz. Hi, thank you so much for talking to me. You're both so funny. I'm so excited to... <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. I appreciate that. The incident I'm about to talk to you about was... Uh, it took place in 2007, which was my senior year of high school. Um, hey. Yeah, you don't have to me tell too. me that every time, you guys. It's really, <laughs> I graduated too. in the year 2000 and you're only... <laughs> <laughs> Are you also... Carl, are you class... I'm 07 too. I'm all 07. 07. Was, were all of your like graduation and high school parties um, James Bond themed, like 007? We had, 
Casino Royale at prom. Me too. We had, we had yeah. a fake, fake crap that. tables and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we were the first year that got Vitamin C's graduation song. Okay. Now, see, that's iconic. <laughs> I, I think I would trade. I would rather have that. Yeah. No one had it before us. <laughs> yeah, that's that's beautiful. But uh, so I grew up in a really, really small town in Massachusetts. And it was so small that our high school was actually made up of three surrounding towns. So I still only graduated to like 250 yeah. kids or something like what? Yeah. That's really small area in Massachusetts. Um, and, and because of that, anything that happened was news to everyone. Like everyone knew about it right away and things got around super quickly. So just to set the scene a little bit about, you know, the eventual things that happened. So <laughs> um, at some point my senior year, one of our history teachers brought up the subject of gay marriage in a class. Um, and, and apparently like a debate broke out in the class among students, which is insane to me because why even, is, is this a topic of debate? And also I'm pretty yeah. sure gay marriage had been legalized for several years at this point in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. not a lot to debate there. So um, the the class had a debate and apparently it was fairly intense, but kind of wrapped up. But a girl in the class Uh, Her father was a local Republican state senator who um, got wind of what had happened and I think looked at it as like a learning opportunity for kids to maybe have a chance to have a more formal debate or maybe learn about government processes. And and he felt too close to the situation, but he was dear friends with local Republican state senator Scott Brown. Scott Brown um, was from one of the towns in our high school. And it was a big deal that he had agreed to come in and either, I can't remember if he was going to moderate or actually take part in the debate with other students. Oh, wow. People were all all excited. So um, again, this was um, 2007, the very early days of Facebook. So I think they had (laughs) just lifted the restriction of like, you had to have a college. College ID. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. So a few kids in my class had a Facebook. One of the kids made some sort of group or maybe like an event invitation to this debate. Some of the language used in there wasn't super complimentary of Scott Brown. It turned out he posed nude in Cosmo magazine in the 80s. So that photo floated around a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It is something to see. Um, it's still on the internet. I can't look at it because it's burned into my brain, but like it's there. It's available. <laughs> I'll check. Okay, I'll check yeah. for us all. <laughs> I've, I, I have to learn my lesson too. <laughs> it's really something. So this Facebook group got kind of out of control and Scott Brown's daughter was kind of brought into the conversation because she had successfully tried out for American Idol and made it pretty far. But when she was eliminated, I think her words were something like, oh, wow, I've never lost anything before. (laughs) (laughs) And people were like, oh, that's not super sympathetic. (laughs) (laughs) Cut to Scott Brown is coming into the school. A few different classes were there. So it was a fairly large group of students, but Scott Brown comes in and he is mad. He has printed the Facebook page out. He has, he has all of the comments. He's handing them out. He's made multiple copies. This is not just one copy. And he's handing them out to students. And he's like, who, like he's calling people out by name. He's like, where's this person? Come up here and like talk to me about this like a man. And it's it's wild. And again, like not many people had Facebook at this point. So a lot of people are like, what is happening? We just want to have a civilized discussion with our local state 
representative. <laughs> and he's just handing out a Facebook burn book. <laughs> yes. And he's like... Imagine him licking his finger. Uh, hey, come here. Come here. Take this. I got one. You need one? Pass it down. Pass it down. Yeah. Y'all share one. I'm out of it. Oh, my God. Like, someone go make more copies of this. But he was, <laughs> he was so mad. And I get it. Like, listen... He should be able to defend his his family, but he was so mad. He had no intention of talking to us about gay marriage. He was yelling and he was like reading comments off and he's swearing and, you know, people were really clutching their pearls that he swore. No one really knew how to intervene. There's a couple teachers there and they're like, uh, like, what do we do with this? So just popping off. So finally, this very, very kind teacher, she was our psychology teacher. She finally stands up and she's like, I am so sorry for this man's behavior. You do not have to listen to this, kids. I'm so sorry. He's so shameful. They they exchange words and he's like, I'm just holding everyone accountable. We're dismissed or the kids there are dismissed. Everyone leaves. And then for some reason, the kids in my grade loved calling the news whenever anything happened in our school. So like they had a, <laughs> they had a direct line. They send a van on down. They're interviewing a bunch of kids. We're all like up in arms about it. We cannot wait to see our high school on the news again. <laughs> We're like always on the news. So then the news, you know, they, they have to be impartial. They also went to Scott Brown's house and talked to him about the incident. And during this segment, which I believe is still available, on the internet. He, oh, you know I'm going to watch it. <laughs> there's articles. There are so many articles. It's on his Wikipedia page. It's so he he <laughs> claimed two KP students while he was running, yelled out of their car like, hey, F you, Scott Brown. <laughs> Listen, I believe maybe he thinks that happened, but there was no evidence of it. But he was basically like, well, they did that. So I don't owe anyone an apology. <laughs> so like, oh, this guy oh, sounds terrible. Wow. We we never got that full resolution, but a couple years later, there was a special election in Massachusetts because I think it was Ted Kennedy died, so they had to yeah. fill his fill his Senate seat, and Scott Brown won. He was a Republican that won in Massachusetts for the first time since like the seventies. This happened mm-hmm. during a regular election two years later. Voted right on out. Elizabeth Warren uh, took his took his seat. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> took his seat, but it's a hero story. Yeah. And then he moved to. New Hampshire and tried to run for government agency there, did not make it in. Um, But don't feel bad. He eventually became the ambassador to New Zealand for Trump's administration. Yeah, I'm reading about that. I'm looking at it now. If you can can find a connection to New Zealand and Scott Brown, I would love to hear it because no one seems to... There isn't one. Nope, absolutely not. Unless they love yelling at teens in New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) They seem pretty cool. They, They probably... Oh my God. But so then like uh, the other day I was like at my parents' house and their mail was on the counter. And I was like, oh, like, I don't know. There's again, such a small town. Their newspaper is just like a one page flyer. And I was like, oh, cool. What's up in the town? And there was their summer concert series, which is pretty much just like up at town hall in a gazebo. And guess who's singing there? (laughs) Scott Brown's daughter. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) You have no idea how well-informed I'm going to be about everyone involved <laughs> in this salacious story. Cannot wait. After it's, this. Uh, the, but, fa- the, the, the Wikipedia entries that I'm going to go through right now are... The, again, just a trigger warning for that. Just the Cosmo photo, I believe, is linked in there. Happy to see it. Excited to see it. Looking forward to seeing it. It's the only thing I'm going to do tonight. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's he said he, he posed after he was eating a diet of just tuna, three cans of tuna and working out. Oh and that's what he posed. And he told he told Cosmo that he was a bit of a patriot. <laughs> three cans of tuna? Three cans of tuna and working out. And he said, he told the magazine, I'm a bit of a patriot and I have political dreams. Imagine wow. being like just tuna sweats. Every oh, day. the smell of that video, the photo shoot. <laughs> oh. oh, thank you so much for that story, Liz. I'm so happy to share the truth of my high school class in 2007 <laughs> and finally get our side of the story out because I feel like the news story was, um, it leaned towards Scott Brown and I yeah, just feel fun. like it's time for our story to come out. Have an absolutely wonderful day and continue ruining Sanders' lives. I, yes. I promise. <laughs> thank you so much. Bye, Liz. Hey. Oh my God. Wow. That Did you ever great. have any political discourses of that caliber? No. <laughs> no. no. We couldn't be doing that at our inner city school. They would have called the police on us. Oh, they would have come to my school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know why. It's like, yeah, we'll, we'll send Sir Mix a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Karen Bass, who is running for the mayor of Los Angeles, is an alumni of Hamilton High School. It's high school right. I went to. Yes. I did go to the same elementary school as uh, Kevin Federline. So let's go. <laughs> Just saying, yeah. <laughs> he didn't make a difference at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. Thank Carl. you for having me. I really me. appreciate it. It's always good to see you. Me too. This is so much fun. Hopefully, you get some wine drinking on tonight. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm shaking. I got the shakes. <laughs> I got to go. No, <laughs> It was my absolute pleasure to have Carl Tart join me on today's show. Grand Crew is currently streaming on NBC.com and PeacockTV.com. And check out his Gossip Girl Rewatch pod with Lamar Woods, XOXO Gossip Kings from HeadGum. As always, if you want to tell your story on The Juice, send them in by visiting TeamCoco.com slash HeyJuice. The Juice is produced by Nick Liao, Jen Samples, and Lisa Berm. Executive producers are Jeff Ross, Adam Sachs, and Joanna Salataroff. Engineering and music by Eduardo Perez. I'm Solomon Giorgio. See you all back here next week as we dish out more of the low stakes gossip you love to hear on The Juice. Love you all. Thank you so much. And as always, have a juicy day. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. There are two things that are absolutely true. Grandma loves you, and she would never say no to McDonald's. So treat yourself to a Grandma McFlurry with your order today. It's what Grandma would want. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's for a limited time.